And not only that, you can do this, you are doing it. Mm. Every day that God wakes you up and you make a choice to go into that bedroom of your child and wake them up, you're doing it. Mm. Every time you go into the kitchen to make them breakfast, you're doing it. You're taking them to school, you're doing it. So stay encouraged, stay stay with God. Know that you do have a village that is out there. It's just a matter of you just reaching out and not being afraid to say, hey, I need help, I need support. You're listening to the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Canaley. And we have an incredible guest with us today, Gina Sadbury. Gina, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. I tell you what, uh, this should be a video podcast because I would like for you to see her, you guys. She's just like a little <laughs> fashion queen sitting over there. She has her little black and white leopard shoes and her hair's all up in a bun. She's the <laughs> cutest thing in the world. Thank you so much. Plus, she has a lot of goodies to tell us, so you need yes. to stay tuned. We're excited. Yes. Yeah. Gina, before we get started, and today we are talking about parenting children with special needs and you have an incredible perspective from all areas as your profession and a single mom and all of the things but what would you like our listeners to know about you today oh I would say that I'm just like them I'm in this journey not just as a mother but as a mother of a special needs child so Every day, it's a learning moment. I learn something new, not only just about myself, but also my daughter. So I'm just like anyone else. I don't, I don't do this by myself. There is a great village of people, tools, and resources that have aided me every step of the way. That's incredible to hear. I do love that. Well, Gina, you know what? We just want to jump right in today. First of all, I want you to know that Gina has been a part of Arise Single Moms for many years. Yes. Uh, she first came to us, I think, 10 years ago yes, that right at, at an event. And tell our listeners a little bit about how where you were and what Arise did for you. I was actually working for Dobson Technologies at the time, and a vice president of marketing approached me, kind of asked me, hey, what are, what are you doing with your life? What are some things that you're doing? And I said, oh, just working, taking care of my daughter. And then I said, he said, someone will be in touch with you soon. And I received this call from someone saying, hey, we're someone has sponsored you for to attend the Single Moms Conference. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So during the first conference that I attended, um, the theme was the truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. And in that session, one of the breakout sessions, it was about going back to school and the resources that you have to attend school. So it was in that session that I actually made the decision for myself to go back to school and finish and get my degree in HR. So that was the turning point for me to kind of put everything in perspective. That is so awesome. You guys, we have seen the transformation going on for 10 years now. And so it's super exciting. And and I'm very honored to have Gina in our podcast studio today because I know somewhat of her journey and it is a God thing. And she has so much hope and encouragement to give you today. So I'm excited for you to glean from her wisdom. So, you know what? I just want to jump right in today. Gina, can you tell us uh, maybe the most important thing you have learned while parenting a child with special needs? Mm, I would say the most important lesson that I learned was not to put limits on what my child can do. Mm. So many times we take that doctor's diagnosis and they tell us, well, they're not going to be able to do this. They're not going Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And we know the God that we serve. We know that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So he knows all about us better than we know ourselves. So knowing that, 
just erase those thoughts that the doctor or anyone else puts it, put in your head and just say, hey, I'm not accepting that final say. Utilize the village that you have surrounding you, the resources that you have, and don't put any limits because just as you think that you can put a limit on someone, your child will show you, hey, I can do so much more. And the Bible tells us I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's a constant reminder. So no limits. That's mm. right. You know, tell us a little bit about Sanaa. That's your daughter. Tell us a little bit just about her personality or let's talk about her a minute. <laughs> Sanaa is a feisty 17-year-old daughter. <laughs> But she is my heart's joy. As I stated, never put limits. Um, I received her diagnosis when she was about two, almost three years old. Um, and I was told, oh, she wouldn't be able to go to school, anything like that. So I was like, okay. And you were a single mom at the time? I was a single mom, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, I said, okay, well, she can't go to school, so what am I going to do? And I remember one night just praying, and I said, God, what is it that you want me to get out of this? There's something here in this moment that I'm supposed to get from this lesson. So I remember going back to the doctor again for her regular well child checkup, and they said, you know what, go ahead and put her in school. So during that time, I spoke with her teacher and the counselor, and I said, hey, I would like to have her evaluated. They later came back with the diagnosis of autism, delayed development. Um, So from that point on, I said, okay, let me start researching everything that I need to know about it. What are some things that can possibly help her? Because I don't want this to be the end all and have this label on her, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't flourish in this world. So that's where it started, and from there, God has definitely made a way throughout it all. I just loved the no limits thing. Yes. Uh, and and it's a limit that somebody else told you that then you can accept and then you unfortunately maybe pass it on to your child. Mm-hmm. So this is just, we're not going to have any limits. Right. And in children, even though she has autism, just like what we call a normal child, they feed off the energy that we give out to them. So I always want to be positive in everything that mm-hmm. I do around her so that she can see, hey, if I can do this, you can do this too. And she's definitely living proof that not putting those limits on on someone and she's thrived above it all um hopefully by the time she graduates in may she will be number two in her class oh my goodness isn't that amazing that is the hope (laughs) she's getting ready to attend college so she'll be attending the university of science and arts of oklahoma wow and that's incredible you know, if you have a child without a diagnosis to go, you're number two in your class, but you right. have one that you were told wasn't going to be able to go to school. And now look, right. you're just proving people wrong, exactly. Gina. Yes, you are. If you had a time machine, and I know there's a lot of things you would want to do if you had a time machine, but if you had one just to go back and tell yourself as a new mom one thing, when you found out her diagnosis, what would you go back and tell yourself that day? Mm. I would probably tell myself, you're going to mess up, and Mm. that's okay. It's perfectly okay because, as I stated, this is a journey. It's a new journey. So I'm learning about this child that God has given to me with special needs. So I'm learning each day what how to speak with her, how to communicate with her, how to get her to engage more in activities. But then I'm also learning about myself. What are the things that I know that I can do? What is the maximum amount of weight that I can carry on my shoulders that I need to turn to someone and say, hey, I need help. I need assistance. So, Okay. You know, I think what you're saying is you're just saying, mom, don't have mom guilt. I mean, right. in no way, don't take that on. Trying to, 
just trying to get everything right. Don't take on that mom guilt right. syndrome, which comes from un- an unrealistic idea of being a perfect parent. Now you feel like you don't have a perfect child and you're not a perfect parent and unperfect plus unperfect equals disaster. Well, that's just the biggest lie ever that, yes, it you know, it's, it's the biggest lie ever because of who you are and the value of that child that God has always known you would have this beautiful creation. And the fact that she's graduating second in her class and is so on target to go on to school is such a testimony, not just of you, Gina, but of God's power and his plan and the way you navigated her life through the different stages is so wonderful. So I think that's great. You know, Gina, what is one thing you would like to say to people like us that want to love parents of special needs child's children well. So what what would you say to people like us? We desire love. We desire friendships. We desire acceptance. We're just like you guys. We just, we're a different special kind of mother. Mm -hmm. We just have a child that has special needs, so it requires a special mother, and God has appointed us to be that special mother. So we need love. We need the acceptance. Extend grace. As well, sometimes I think of parents, not every parent can have the same situation as me, but I also think of those parents that are when they're out in public and they're grocery shopping or they're shopping with their children. And sometimes they have those moments, those meltdowns, those autistic moments where they melt down. And people that don't know and don't understand that particular lifestyle, they kind of look at mm-hmm. the mother differently, like, mm-hmm. get a better control of your child. Sure. Yeah. And it's not that they can't control their child. They just have a child that has special needs. Mm-hmm. So we have to interact and we have to handle them a little bit differently. Mm. So what would that look like if I saw that in the store? I mean, I think I know what I do, but just tell us what, as other people, what would we do if we saw that in the store? We'd come up to the child and or you and say... I would just say, tell the mother, you're doing a great job. Yes, mm. yes. You're doing a great job. I see you. Yes, mm. I, I hear love you. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. I'm praying for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. All those encouraging words. Yeah, and that's awesome. I might bend down to the child, depending on the age, and say, mm-hmm. my goodness, you are just, you're just so, such a great little guy, such a great little girl. You know, you have such beautiful eyes or just a distraction. I don't know, but but it's a reminder to me of how to treat other people when, when, when I'm out. So, Mom, don't be discouraged. And also, Gina, I imagine when people did that to you, how did you, how did you keep from being angry at them? How did you put it in perspective for you as a mom? Initially, I felt bad as a parent because mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, I can't control my child. They're looking at me differently. I must look like this horrible parent. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back to it and it, you think about the situation, you're just like, no, I'm doing everything right. This is part of the growing, I don't want to say it growing pains, but it's part of the growth process. So therefore, I'm still learning how to interact with my child. What are some things that will help navigate so that we can go into a grocery store or out in public and we not have any issues that will cause attention, but just also knowing how to deal and also having that quiet place. One thing I noticed about my daughter growing up is that if she had a meltdown, I would say, okay, just give her her space because sometimes they will self-soothe themselves Mm. and calm back down and we can go on about our business. Right. You talked about having a village. Uh, explain what that is and how these moms that are listening today, they would love to have a village, but they don't know exactly how to go about finding that. A village 
it looks like everything from church family, from the teachers and the counselors, from your personal friends, family, anyone that will surround you with positivity and love and encouragement and be able to just know and understand, hey, this person is a little bit different, so we need to be there for that person a little bit more. And those type of people are priceless, so you always want to have mm -hmm. them in your corner. And, and what part did any kind of church activity have in your life growing up with a special needs child? You know, the interesting thing about my church is that I've been with my church since its beginnings, so as a 10-year-old child, so they knew me growing up, so they see me growing up in the church, so when I had my child, it became a family, so it was like, okay, this is Gina, now this is Gina's daughter, this mm -hmm. is a granddaughter of the church, wow. so okay. they yeah. were very accepting. Yeah. Times I remember Sanaa would used to kind of hit on the chairs and make noise and things like that, and my pastor would say, she's okay. She's praising God. That's our way. Yeah. Okay. So it was very accepting, very loving. I love that he did that for you. And just um, it made me think of my husband actually works for an organization that helps adults with special needs. Mm -hmm. They're a day program. Mm -hmm. So they do art and cooking and all kinds of things. And, you know, um, they have members from on the spectrum or Down syndrome. And so he has this firsthand experience with them. And he came home this year with a Christmas ornament that they had made. And he said, I have to tell you about this ornament. And he was kind of getting emotional, which shocked me. And he goes, it just reminded me how we have so much to learn from them and how they are a part of the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. And I'm just looking at him going, tell me more, because I was just not expecting this story. And he said, you know, some of the members... Um, where you, they don't have the functioning needs. So they, we just give them a hammer and they hammer out the clay. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones can draw something on it and some can just pour water. And he said, this took eight different mm -hmm. people to make this one Christmas ornament. And we, I remember us even telling our children of everyone plays a role in the kingdom of God. So thinking Absolutely. of that, of even her tapping the chair of that being praise and just this reminder of that we are all a part of this big body and we mm -hmm. just have different roles in it. So I, I just loved that. Everyone has their unique way of being who they are. Absolutely. We just have to be able to accept that. Since you brought up, uh, well, Pam brought up church and then you were talking about growing up in the church and having that incredible community. I want to ask you, how has raising a child with special needs, and, and maybe it hasn't, but I'm assuming it's affected your relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord. How has Absolutely. it done that? Absolutely. <laughs> I think I've grown tremendously in as far as my spirituality with God in that at one point in time I can say I'm just living, I'm just going through this process and I'm surviving. Right. And then at one point in time it's my prayers changing and then me also studying the Bible and his word a lot more and going back to that scripture that says trust in the Lord with all your whole heart lean not yeah. to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path and it's in that moment where he says and he will direct your path that God is telling me you trust me give me your whole heart I know it's hard you have a special needs but trust me I yeah. know it's hard and you're tired but trust me. Mm. And in that, yes, he directed my past. He pointed me in various organizations, people that would support me along this journey. And I'm like, wow, God, you have truly ordained and put everything in order for me. Mm. 
Yes, speak to speak to the mom out there who does not have a church. You had a church, so that I was did. easy to transition. But moms out there that were listening don't have one, and they've gone to church and it didn't work, and they didn't have a place for special needs. Their child, what would you say to her? I would say to her, don't give up. Be patient. It's not something that you will want to rush rush that process and just say, okay, I'm going to join this church. Mm-hmm. Actually try to get in, involved and see exactly what does that church have to offer in regards to a youth program. Do they have a church that works with special needs programs, things like that? What does the membership body look like? So take into account everything like that, but definitely don't give up. There are so many churches that are out there that are willing to give you that love and that support. And don't be afraid to ask those questions mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you're the advocate for your child so you want what's best for them so don't be afraid to ask those questions and say hey this is what my child needs Mm -hmm. can this church provide for me what can I do for this church so that I can get the most and benefit my child as well right and you gain a village and then your child does as well yes absolutely I love this and I just want to say because we are not videoing this that you just spouted that verse off out of your heart. You did yes, not ma'am. have that on a piece of paper. <laughs> and that is so incredibly yes. important too, to yes, be ma'am. hiding. That's when we talk about hiding the word in your heart. You that's it. what it is. Absolutely. For in that moment when you're going, I don't know what I'm going to do with this baby, that verse can pop up and go, well, that's okay because I direct your path. Exactly. And that's why it is so important. So I love that you said, oh, well, here's how. And yes. you spit the verse out. Absolutely. And God says, I know the plans that I have for you. Yeah. So we have to remember that even when we feel like we're worrying, God has everything mapped out. He's yeah. our GPS. He's telling us this is a starting point and this is where you're going to end. Mm-hmm. Trust me. And even if you get lost, how we follow our GPS and it says rerouting, rerouting. Rerouting. Yeah, <laughs> he's up there. Uh, yeah, we'll you're still get to that you're in the middle of the field, yes. so let me reroute this right. for you, Gina. I trust, love that. I trust them. Gina, what resource or resources would you like to share with our listeners? Oh, I've had some great resources. Okay. One thing is OU Child Study. That Can you is say that again? OU, OU Child, Child Study. Okay. Yes, ma'am. With Oklahoma University Medical Centers, they've been tremendous in this process as far as giving me the diagnosis and then kind of starting me with other resources available out there. Autism Oklahoma is a great um, organization as well. They have subgroups and social groups that helps for supporting parents and then also groups for the children as well so that's actually how they can kind of meet their friends and people that are just like them and form those relationships which is how my daughter found her best friend okay so and if they're not in Oklahoma I'm assuming they could either yes. contact Autism Oklahoma or search in their local state right. there will be correct a chapter there okay and usually through your insurance as well okay. they'll have other resources that are available it's just a matter of just telling your insurance provider okay what do we have for behavioral health, things like that, and they can kind of point you in the direction of what's available in your state. That is so good to know that they can even contact their insurance. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I do love that. I love that. Well, Gina, um, any other resources you want to share with us or or any other places to go or or what to do with their spare time with their special needs child? What would you say? In their spare time, there's also... I would say there are some great vacation things that you can do for your child. It's a matter of research, and even things like going to the movies is possible for a child that's on the spectrum. Hmm. They have sensory-friendly movies that are out that are usually like the first showing 
on a Saturday that you can go in where okay. the light, it's not as dark, it's not as loud. Okay, I um, like that. There's also, I just saw it last night, there's going to be a showing for Cinderella downtown, and I believe it's at the Civic Center, and that's also going to be sensor-friendly sensor as okay. well so that they can have the lights up and still enjoy a great ballet just like with anyone else. I'm so grateful that our culture is learning yes. to create a space mm -hmm. um, for moments like this so that we can be aware and that you as a mom can go to the movies and not have to worry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How incredible. Okay, if there is a single mom listening right now, I want you to envision her in your mind, Gina, mm -hmm. and she's listening to this and she has a little bit of a moment alone what would you like to say to her? She's raising a child with special needs by herself, and Gina the Great Sadbury has some words for her. What would you say? I would say to her that you can do this. And not only that you can do this, you are doing it. Mm. Every day that God wakes you up and you make a choice to go into that bedroom of your child and wake them up, you're doing it. Mm. Every time you go into the kitchen to make them breakfast, you're doing it. You're taking them to school. You're doing it. So stay encouraged. Stay stay with God. Know that you do have a village that is out there. It's just a matter of you just reaching out and not being afraid to say, hey, I need help. I need support. I can do this. You are doing it. I've done it. God has shown me that I can do it. He's directed my path. So I'm saying that if I can do it, you can do it too. You're not alone. And I'm part of your village too. Amen. I second that. Do I you do. Third it, Pam? I'm part of your village too. <laughs> and so, you know, well, single moms, I just want to close by saying um, God has made billions of human beings, absolutely mm -hmm. billions. And isn't it amazing that we are not mass produced, that each one is made specifically, just specifically, individually, purposely. And that includes not just you, single mom, but your child and the purpose God has always had for your child and the vision that he has in the future for how they will bless their community and bless where they live during their lifespan has always been planned. And I'm reminded of two verses. Um, one of them, if you don't know this one, you might want to write it down, is Isaiah. It's in Isaiah um, 49, 16. It says, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands that your walls are continually before me. Mom, I don't know where you're walking today. Maybe you're distressed. Maybe you just, quote, happened to listen to this podcast. No, you didn't happen to listen to it. God directed you here. He's speaking directly to you now wherever you are for such a time as this, to listen. It is God speaking to you, saying, I have you, single mom, inscribed, tattooed, whatever you want to say, in the palm of my hand. I see you. You're not invisible. He says, your walls are ever before me. Your circumstances are ever before me. Your your finances are ever before me. Your, your special needs child is ever before me. He says, I see you. I know you. They're continually before me not just in the morning or at night, continually, that's like 24-7, are his eyes upon you. He has a purpose. He has a plan. You matter. Your child matters. Memorize Isaiah 49, 16. Put it on your walls. Put it on your mirror. Say it at night when you go to bed. Tell your child that you are so special. You are inscribed on God's hand that right there on the palm says, says, you know, Sana, says your child's name right there on the palm of your hands. Isaiah 49, 16. And then I would also say Psalm 139, 14. I love this because 
this. It says, God, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Well, that child of you is a work. And sometimes you might say, my child is a piece of work. Yes, darling, (laughs) they are. They are a piece of work, but not just any piece of work. They are God's piece of work. And it is his plan to move them forward in advancement to a world where they succeed and where they have life and abundance in their relationship with the Lord. And so, Mom, today, the best thing you can do for yourself is move into a place where you can have an intimate relationship with Christ. I'm not talking about knowing about him. I'm talking knowing him. Find somebody that you know that knows him, and you find out how can you come to know him. And that desire and that inflection that happens in your heart can be raised up where your child begins to see and want it as well. And that's what Gina has done. I've seen her do it over the years, and that's why we were excited to have her in this podcast studio today. So, Mom, as you're leaving today, I want you to know that you matter. Um, you're, you're valuable, that God didn't give me a special needs child because I guess I'm just not special enough to handle one. And so I, I understand that. And that's why I admire any mom that was special enough to have a special needs child because uh, it takes a special person to be able to navigate the challenges. And so you are special. And we, we recognize that today. Uh, in closing, we just want you to know how much we love you to rise single moms. We want to thank Gina for being here and how beautiful she is sitting over there. And we want to close in a prayer, praying for you. So let me pray for you. Or Gina, why don't you close in a prayer for our moms? I'll just let you do it. Okay. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day that was not promised to you, to us. We thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, we ask that you be with every special needs mother near and far, Lord. Continue to encourage them and continue to lift them up. Let them know that they are not alone, Father God. Surround your arms of love around them, Lord. And let them know that they are valued and they are important. They are indeed special children, but you've given them special mothers, Lord. And we thank you for these mothers, Lord. We ask that you continue to guide them, shower your blessings on them on a day-to-day basis. Father God, we ask all of these things in your son Christ's name we pray. Amen. In all this and in every way, to God be all the glory. Yes.